Coming up on the Victor Morrow Show, NYPD police officers rape a teenage girl in the back of their car two years ago, and they face no jail time. They only get five years of probation. Also, a KKK rally gets interrupted and disrupted by counter-protesters and some people online are blaming CNN for it. But first, we're going to start off with news, breaking news from the Jeffrey Epstein case. A lot of you thought the case was over, but it's not. The FBI is still doing the investigation, but a key witness has suddenly disappeared. That's coming up next on the Victor Morrow Show. Jeffrey Epstein, back in the news. He's back in the news, but at the same time, he's kind of become forgotten in a way. With all of the mass shootings and the hurricane and Everything else that's going on, uh, Jeffrey Epstein is dead, supposedly, and there's even controversy around that. Of course, there's always a good conspiracy theory. There's a conspiracy theory for everything. There's even a conspiracy theory as to why I wake up in the morning. Um, But it's kind of... Odd, I will say this, that Jeffrey Epstein, who was linked to two presidents of the United States, and Prince Andrew, and I'm bringing this up for a reason. I'm going to go ahead and play the clip first. And I'm going to tell you why I'm even bringing up Jeffrey Epstein. Now, this is from uh, ABC News. They're talking about um, Prince Andrew. He says he regrets not cutting ties with Jeffrey Epstein a decade ago, which is complete BS. He's making a claim that he didn't know about Jeffrey Epstein's pedophilia, his history. And um, let me go ahead and play the clip, and then I'm going to go into something else about Jeffrey Epstein. That's really interesting. Buckingham Palace in damage control, releasing a new and lengthy statement by Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, about the friendship between the prince and accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. The statement reiterating that the prince never witnessed any of the behavior Epstein was accused and convicted of. I met Mr. Epstein in 1999. During the time I knew him, I saw him infrequently and probably no more than only once or twice a year. I have stayed in a number of his residences. At no stage during the limited time I spent with him did I see, witness, or suspect any behavior of the sort that subsequently led to his arrest and conviction. 
The Prince also making a statement last week after this video published by the Mail on Sunday reportedly showed the Prince inside Epstein's home in 2010. At that point, Epstein had already served jail time and had registered as a sex offender in both Florida and New York. In this latest statement, the Duke calls his association with Epstein a mistake and an error. The Prince was reportedly introduced to Epstein through Epstein's longtime associate, Ghislaine Maxwell, who has been accused of recruiting underage girls like Virginia Gouffre to perform sexual acts for him and other men. Maxwell has never been charged and denies any wrongdoing. According to deposition testimony from unsealed documents, Gouffre says she was directed to have sex with Prince Andrew and several powerful men, which the Prince and these other men all deny. The prince says in that statement, Epstein's suicide has left many unanswered questions and that he acknowledges and sympathizes with everyone who has been affected and wants some form of closure. Really tough story. Thank you very much. Hi, yeah. everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. Thank really tough story. That's what he says. So anyway, um, <laughs> really tough story, my ass. Fact of the matter is, um, Prince Andrew was definitely involved. In this, Bill Clinton was involved in this, and Donald Trump. So, there you go. All of the rumors, all of the all of the conspiracy theories that have been floating around for many years, many years. We're talking decades. Even David Icke has talked about the pedophilia of the royal family, these high-level U.S. politicians. Now, David Icke said some crazy stuff in his books, but maybe this is one that he got right. And there is definitely a lot of damage control, as they said in the beginning of the clip. Damage control. Oh, it was a mistake that I hung with him. Oh, I didn't know what he was about. But you have this woman who was a underage girl at the time saying that she was forced to perform sexual acts on Prince Andrew. Now, what am I getting to? What's the whole point of me even bringing all of this up? It's not just to keep Jeffrey Epstein's memory alive. I could care less. But it's for this purpose. What has happened now is a confirmation that there is a huge cover-up. We already know that. Common sense will tell you that his suicide was a cover-up to keep certain people um, keep certain people from having to <laughs> be brought to court or brought to trial. This is from Newstud. Are you ready for this? Key witness in Jeffrey Epstein case has disappeared without a trace. A key witness and the Jeffrey Epstein case has disappeared without a trace. Now, you might be wondering, what do you mean Jeffrey Epstein case? Jeffrey Epstein is dead, right? 
No. The case isn't dead. It was reported that the case was going to continue, that the witnesses would have their day in court. Okay? That the FBI was not going to stop their investigation. So, this again, this is from Newstud. It says, a key witness in the child sex trafficking case against deceased pedophile Jeffrey Epstein has vanished without a trace as authorities urgently seek him for questioning, according to reports. <laughs> yep. Millionaire model agency boss John Locke. Bonnell, 72 years old, has been described as Epstein's alleged fixer and provider of underage girls. Investigators hunting for Bonnell, however, say the Frenchman has disappeared like a ghost without a trace. Authorities are making inquiry, um, inquiries in Brazil, the U.S., and Europe as they hunt down Epstein's conspirators. French prosecutors are also pursuing claims related to the Clinton-linked financier who died age 66 before he was, excuse me, before he could face the latest allegations. A friend of Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew, previously convicted predator Epstein, was found dead in jail on August the 10th as he awaited trial on sex trafficking charges. So now this new, well, not new, but this key witness in this investigation has poof, disappeared. And I'm going to tell you something else. Everybody that's around that has anything to do with Jeffrey Epstein that look like they're going to speak up, that know that has key information, they're going to disappear. This is what they do. This is what the elites do. This is what the powers that be do. This is how they get down. And you can look for a lot of major events, world events, Everything to cover this thing up because we're talking two United States presidents and Prince Andrew. Okay, so it's it's almost it's to this point now, but they don't even care that you know that they're covering this thing up. They're going to cover it up by all means necessary. At this point. And I don't wish nothing on these women that are coming forth, but they need to be careful and they need to have some real security around them. This, the, look, these people aren't playing no games. Bill Clinton has a long history. There's a, I mean, you can look this up online. I know I don't trust everything that's online. But I've, I've spoke about this before. Um, 
there are pe- people that Clinton, it's rumored that Clinton has gotten a lot of people out of here, meaning assassinated, killed, you name it. He's done it. People mysteriously just commit suicide around him out of nowhere. Even Ron Brown, um, who was going to testify against him back in the 90s. He was in a plane crash, but uh, it's been reported that there was a bullet hole found in his head. So he was probably dead before the plane even hit the ground. So these women really need to be careful. These women that are supposedly coming forward. Because when you have key witnesses just disappearing like a ghost, nobody knows nothing. And this is an FBI investigation. This is a major investigation and you have higher up politicians and the and Prince Andrew, Duke of York. When you have this type of situation, you could die and no one will ever find you. You can get killed. And no one will ever be convicted. This is a cover-up. <clears throat> excuse me. This is a cover-up on top of a cover-up. And they're willing to do anything to keep these women from speaking out. This thing won't go away anytime soon. And I'm pretty sure this will not be my last time covering it. You can believe that. There's going to be more uh, things, more events that take place surrounding Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein may be dead, but this matter definitely is far from over. Okay, so you may or may not be familiar with this story, but um, it's something that is really troubling and disturbing. It's something that I know goes on. You probably already know goes on. But um, a teenager was raped by NYPD to... New York police officers raped this teenage girl and charges have been dropped. They will not face any jail time. Now, I'm going to play this old clip. This is from a year ago. Check this out. Some high drama in court in New York City today as four, two former New York cops coming face to face with a teenage girl they're accused of savagely raping in the back of a police van. The former officers face 49 charges for what they allegedly did to the young woman after arresting her for possession of drugs. And today, today she is speaking out. I have a news reporter, N.J. Burkett, with the story. He's live in downtown Brooklyn. N.J. 
A bill she came to the courthouse determined to be seen and heard. The alleged victim asking only that we withhold her last name. The star witness in what prosecutors say was a shocking case of police brutality. She is barely five feet tall, barely 100 pounds, and spoke publicly about the allegations for the first time before facing the two officers in court. It's very hard for me to be here right now, but you got to do what you got to I mean, you're facing police officers. Yeah, it's very sad that it's police officers that did this. I don't know. They're supposed to protect and serve, right? Her name is Anna, but has asked that her last name be withheld. She says she was overpowered by NYPD officers Eddie Martins and his partner Richard Hall while parked in a fast food parking lot in their unmarked police van. The officers are charged with forcibly raping and sexually assaulting Anna in September after arresting her for drug possession. Prosecutors say DNA from both officers was later recovered during Anna's rape examination. They resigned from the NYPD after pleading not guilty and remain free on bail tonight. New York police agencies! Demonstrators gathered outside the courthouse in support of Anna's allegations. I really appreciate the support. Uh, just imagine it was your child in my position, you know? That's, that's really all I have to say. Her attorney accused the defense team of using Anna's social media accounts to challenge her credibility. They have no defense to this case, so they're trying to attack and shame her and destroy her character, destroy her reputation. So that's, that was um, before the charges were dropped. So let's give the update. Um, let's get an update from complex it says ex nypd officers accused of raping teen will serve no jail time that is of august the 30th 2019 now remember this this happened i believe it was 2017 when the rape uh took place so Two former NYPD officers who have been accused of raping an 18-year-old Brooklyn girl will face no jail time despite pleading guilty to 11 charges, CNN reports. 39-year-old Eddie Martins and 34-year-old Richard Hall pleaded guilty to the charges, which include included bribery and misconduct and will face five years of probation they both claim they had uh, um, consensual sex with the teen while she was held in their custody in 2017 now let's try this again Two police officers on duty having sex with this teenage girl. Now, um, what's crazy about this, this whole thing, is that had this been anyone else, Besides two police officers, they would be in jail right now. 
You know it, and I know it. You know damn well they be in jail. Bill Cosby's in jail. But two police officers accused of rape, no jail time. So the whole, this this what kind of pisses me off is that, and I know I'm going off topic right now, but when the whole Black Lives Matter, when that little movement, which I question anyway, but that's neither here nor there. When that movement came into existence, right? You had all of these people that were going against the Black Lives Matter protests. And they had this thing called Blue Lives Matter. And they were talking about, you know, the police and they were defending police officers and just completely dismissed it. But the police departments are corrupt as hell. And there's a lot of people that just don't want to face it nor admit it. When do police officers ever go to jail? When when do police officers ever get held accountable for their actions? The average citizen gets held accountable. The help the average citizen commits a crime, they go to jail. Period. Unless they have money. Unless they are a celebrity and they have power and influence. But those people are usually held above the standards of the average uh, citizen anyway. They pretty much get away with whatever they want to get away with because of money. But these police officers, man, they do whatever the hell they want to do. They get caught. And when they get caught, it is put out in the media, in the public. The, the people can see what they've done, the crimes that they've committed, and they're never held accountable. Never ever murder, rape, extortion, fraud. There was a police officer um, recently down in Florida, I believe it was Jackson County. He was putting drugs in people's uh, vehicles these police officers are never ever held accountable for anything that they do never but yet we're supposed to like respect them right this this girl was raped she came forth she told her her story. She told what happened to her. 
and all they get is five years probation. Charges drop. So let's get back to the uh, article here. It says, Martins and Hall, the two police officers, were originally charged with 50 counts, including rape and kidnapping. Serious offenses here. The teen accused the police officer uh, officers of arresting her on drug possession in Coney Island in 2017, then sexually assaulting her in the back of their van as she was handcuffed. The defense team for Martins and Hall claim, um, as the uh, report says, but the defense um, claims that the teen offered sexual favors in exchange for her freedom. Brooklyn District Attorney Eric Gonzalez has said that New York has passed a law that prohibits police officers from engaging in sexual activity with people in custody. The new law will clo um, close a loophole that previously allowed the officers to, to say the sex was consensual. Uh, and then it goes on to say, uh, this is what uh, Gonzalez had to say. Gonzalez says, we could not apply the new law re uh, retroactively and serious credibility, uh, credibility issues in this case precluded us from proceeding on additional charges, yet we remain committed to holding these defendants accountable, he added. But they're not being held, they're not being held accountable at all. Now, they're claiming that the girl offered sexual favors for her freedom, but the thing is, okay, common sense. If the first of all, even if she did, police officers, right? What does it say? What is? How does it speak to that character? On duty, you got a girl that you arrested for drug possession she's in your custody and you're having sex with her right okay but common sense if she consented to having sexual encounters with these two police officers for her freedom why would she take this public because I know I'm going to get people to go, oh, she probably did that for her freedom. They're probably right. But common sense, if that was the case, if that's, if that's what really went down, why take it public? Why would she even take it public? She could have just slept with them and kept it moving. That was the whole point to have sex with them so that she could keep she could keep her freedom her freedom she could have her freedom she wouldn't go to jail that was the point so if she did that voluntarily so that she could keep her freedom they more than likely would have just let her go but the fact that 
she brought this to the public, it makes me think she was raped. I just, I, I can't see a scenario where she slept with them to keep everything hush-hush. That's the whole point. That would have been the whole point of her sleeping with them in the first place was so she could have her freedom and keep everything on the quiet for getting busted with drugs. But the fact that she brought this out to the public and is accusing them of rape, that squashes that whole theory, that whole defense is, is it lacks credibility to me just for that reason alone. She didn't have to say anything. If she was, if that's, if that was the whole point of the deal, then why? Why accuse them of rape? Why even put your name out there in the public? Why even let people know you've been arrested in the first place? Nobody would have known anything. She could have slept with them and kept everything on the quiet. She wouldn't have got no attention, no scrutiny. Her name wouldn't be dragged through the mud. You get what I'm saying? Okay. But she's telling you they raped her. And like I said before, if this was anyone else, they would be in jail. But it's two NYPD lowlifes and they get away with rape. There are some pissed off KKK members in Indiana, and this story is kind of funny to me. Uh, actually, it's fucking hilarious. But this is uh, <laughs> this is from CNN. Uh, a Ku Klux Klan group tried to rally over a cookout in a Indiana park, <laughs> but were met with counter protesters. And um, it's funny. It's hilarious. Um, you, you watch the video, it's funny. If you watch the clip, you would know why it's funny, just looking at them. Uh, they were outnumbered by counter-protesters. And you know it's bad when you show up for a rally and the people that are against you outnumber you. Sticking up for the superiority. It's a confrontation that only lasted about 10 minutes. You don't love me, you're gonna in it. Ku Klux Klan members from Indiana and Kentucky were turned away from a park in Madison. The honorable sacred knights of the KKK showed up here at the park and were chased out within minutes because hate has no place here in Madison, Indiana. Mike Gams, a self-described anti-fascist dressed up like Spider-Man was just one of dozens who showed up early to foil the KKK's plan. If they do this event again, 
Uh, I bet Spider-Man and his amazing friends will be here again. The Klan had hoped to hold an annual cookout at this park, but it was over before it ever really began, with counter-protesters taking over the park first. Just after 1.30, a small motorcade of KKK members first arrived. After revving their engines past the counter-protesters, about 10 Klan members parked at an adjacent pavilion with two carry-out pizzas in hand. We're not here to feed you! Law enforcement was there to keep the peace as counter-protesters outnumbered the KKK. You have a job? Where do you work? Yeah, I work for your mom. After a war of words, the KKK left. Well, we're hoping this might have been a good reminder that, guess what? They're losing steam. Counter-protesters like Mary Childress believes when the KKK left, eight lost the battle and evelyn wheeler and members of other churches showed up to make sure to clean the park in more ways than one now it's funny watching the clip because they look like the dirt bags that they really are they look the part you know they actually look like scumbags <laughs> but um I wanted to get to the comment section, right? Uh, there were, look, look, I'm, I'm going to read one of these comments. It says, these are protesters CNN brought with them. I can't decide who is more obtuse. That's just what they meant to say. Uh, CNN or the protesters. But um, look. This happens all the time. Whenever there's a KKK rally or white nationalist rally or something along these lines, especially dealing with racism, you notice that these races in the comment section always try to change the narrative and make it political. They turn it into bashing CNN. Or they turn it into uh, the liberals. Or oh, it's the liberals again. It's the liberals. You know, they always try to switch the narrative. And it's done because people don't want to recognize that there is a serious problem in this country with racism still. They don't want to acknowledge it. They want to pretend like what Trump would say is all fake news. CNN is starting trouble, right? And this one idiot writes in the comment section, I guess it's different that Antifa rallies it's their right as Americans to have rallies talking about the KKK. Now, part of that is true. They do have the right to have their rally. They have the right to assemble. And they have the right to freedom of speech. I say that all the time. Freedom of speech is important to me. <laughs> Especially for a person like me, I'd rather allow anyone to say anything that they have to say to protect freedom of speech. 
That's why I didn't like it when Alex Jones was banned from YouTube and Facebook. And even though I disagree with him and on a lot of things that he say, and he's been exposed as a operative and, you know, a con man. But that part of what the idiot on here said was true. Freedom of speech is important. And the thing is that the counter protesters also have the right to freedom of speech. And here's another thing. Someone else wrote in the comment section, what's the difference between the KKK and Black Lives Matter? Well, the difference is, is that the KKK has a history of violence. The KKK wants to hang people, hang black people and other minorities from trees. They have a history of bombing churches, raping black women. Black Lives Matter have a history of protesting. Big difference. Big difference. And Black Lives Matter, well, there's questions as to why it was created or who created it. The it's been reported that George Soros created Black Lives Matter. That he funded it, I should say. But still, it is an organization that was created because of police brutality and the multiple police shootings of unarmed black men. It wasn't created to kill white people. However, uh, a lot of people want to, well, this is the, the, um, rally cry or the, or the, um, the message that these white nationalists are putting out there, that Black Lives Matter is the same as the KKK. They put this out there. Now, I know you all know that, but I'm just saying, this is their, their way of justifying what they do. Oh, the media is always talking about the KKK and white nationalism. Why don't they ever talk about how bad Black Lives Matter is? Why don't they ever talk about these these black uh, these black groups that that protest against the police? And again, I ask: When have you seen Black Lives Matter doing mass shootings? When has Black Lives Matter went and bombed a majority white church to get their point across? They have. Protesting is one thing. Freedom of speech is one thing. Exercising your freedom of speech. There's nothing wrong with that. You can say whatever you want to say. People say bad things about me all the time. I don't give a damn. Say what you want to say. Now, if you put my life in danger or you threaten my life, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna do, but this is the narrative they're trying to switch it. 
CNN is not the reason why your KKK rally was met with counter-protesters. It was met with counter-protesters because those people don't want you there. Period. CNN didn't hire people to go there and disrupt your little rally. You didn't have that many people in the first place. And the people that were there looked like a bunch of drug addicts. That's it for today. I want to thank you for listening to the Victor Morrow Show. Be sure to visit themorrowreport.com. That is themorrowreport.com. In a world full of lies, there's only one thing that remains true. The Victor Morrow Show.